Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Confabulation. So I am very excited to ring in 2021 with another hot topic segment. Today, we have a lot to discuss because a lot has gone on within these past weeks. And we are excited to introduce one of our newest co-host Miss Beverly. She has just joined our sister's house this year and we are so excited to get started with her. Um, She is going to be an advocate and a project coordinator. So if you guys can give a good welcoming welcoming hand to Miss Beverly. And I don't think we've ever actually introduced all the other co-hosts. Um, there is Gabe and Jill. They are both advocates at our sister's house. And we all do confabulation together. I just wanted to start off by asking how everyone's 2021 is going so far. It's basically the same. Um, one thing that I did, though, that's really improved my well-being, I built a gym in my garage. So... Um, I've been using that like pretty much every day and that's made me a lot happier now. So I'm 2021 is looking good. Yeah. You don't drive to Auburn anymore. You just use your garage. I just go to my garage. I'll be cooking dinner and then be lifting and then it's all good for cleaning. So I'm getting lots of stuff done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've completely stopped working out. That's the Yeah, Joy, you got big news too. You want to share that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my 2021 started out by um, I learned that I'm having a boy. So I'm really excited about that because that's what we were hoping for. And we decided on a name. We're going to name um, the baby after my late father. So we're going to name it Josiah. I had to convince John to let me name the baby Josiah because he it was like a definite no at first because I told him like my first born um, son is going to be named Josiah. And he's like, no, I don't like that name. And then his mom, because he has a, a stepmom, they both convinced him to let me name the baby Josiah. So he chose John for the middle name. So that's what I gave him. How do you and spell that? Y-O-S-I-A. And he's going to get called Josiah all the time, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is. I'm scared of that. Like, even Job right now, he gets called Job, like, whenever people see his application. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I'm kind of nervous about that. But Beverly and Jill, how's your 2021 going? Uh, mine's, mine's going good. I just, you know, been tending to my plants and they're like my kids since my kids are old and gone. Um, so yeah. And then, um, I've been, my sinuses have been killing me since new years, but as the day progresses, it gets better. But, um, so health is good. Home is good grandkids are good kids are good it's going well except for all this stuff happening politically around us but you know we've had a year 2020 was like wow I've just never in my lifetime had a year like that exactly Uh, 2020 was crazy 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 so I'm really lucky I think we're all lucky to be working from home being able to do that because um, I know a lot of people cannot, um, and I feel really 
very lucky to be just sitting here on my couch. As And this is part of my job doing podcasts, helping clients. I mean, I know a lot of people don't have that. So um, I'm, you know, really thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Miss Beverly, how's yours going? Well, you know what? I ended my 2020 with coming on with our sister's house. So Yay. that was a boost for the <laughs> Other than that, you know what? It's going great. I have no complaints despite what we're going through. It's like it is what it is and yeah. let's keep it moving. So, yeah. 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 Well, speaking of 2020, we started off within the second week, a bunch of Trumpers stormed the Capitol. And (laughs) I was at work and John calls and he's like, have you seen that they're storming the Capitol? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then I go on Twitter and it's just hellfire basically it's just like all of these white supremacists are in the capital i'm like how did they even get past the barriers or the police to be able to do this it was honestly so shocking and then as the news stories develop you see that the police are taking selfies with them and i was just like i it just basically proved everyone else's points that a lot of the police are pro-trump and are against black lives like it just basically yep I was just, I was shocked. I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked, if that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. You know what really struck me was how all these newscasters and these political um, analysts and whatnot, are, it was just, we've just never seen anything like this. And it's just so, it's just so unbelievable. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Like, you didn't think that this was going to happen. Like something wasn't going to happen on the day that they um, actually count the electoral votes. I mean, you just didn't think that something was going to happen. And what's worse was they weren't prepared for it because they didn't think they had to be. If there was a whole bunch of black folks out there storming the Capitol, there would have been all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, this is another um, example of of white privilege in this country. Just the thought process that, oh, it's just some Trump supporters. We can handle them just with the Capitol Police, you know, where if that had been flipped and that had been all Black folks and people of color, that would not have happened. That would not have been the, 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 the outcome. And they all. were going there in like a rage of violence they literally had zip ties ready to take hostages they had a noose waiting for um the vice president it's crazy that they even let them get that far without any type of well only well five people were killed um five people were killed including a police officer i don't know if the other and then there was a a woman who got killed um, and yeah, there too. She got yeah, she in the chest. The other four died of complications from beatings and whatnot, and from just the crowd stomping on them and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, just it's just incompetent, and that's why the the um, the 
Capitol chief police and the lieutenant or something, one of those, they both, one of them, one of them, they fired, I believe, and the other one handed in their resignation and that they should have, because that was absolutely ridiculous and unnecessary. They should have been prepared. And now Donald Trump literally tweeted that um, they needed to be ready. They like Donald Trump had prepared for it, but I don't think anyone took him seriously because he is a clown at the end of the day. Like no one took it seriously. No one took his, but as soon as it happened, they're like, wow, it really is happening. And they didn't do anything about it. They didn't shoot them down. They just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a double standard for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are referring to it as a protest when, in fact, these are domestic terrorists that are. And it wasn't even just um, this is something someone pointed out. It's not just like hillbillies or people living (laughs) in the south or like any of those people like marrying their cousins or whatever. This is teachers. These are nurses. These are congresswomen. These are congressmen that were marching. These are doctors. These are people that hold positions of power that were that continue to systematically suppress us. Right. I was, I was like, I was shocked that it wasn't just those people. But at the end of the day, like, I wasn't really shocked. At this point, there's nothing that yeah. they can shock me with. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Gabe, I, you've been silent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I heard somebody or a lot of people trying to compare, you know, this to like the Black Lives Matter riots. And I think that's completely stupid because, you know, with Black Lives Matter, people are fighting for rights that they're supposed to be already entitled to, what the Constitution says, what America is all about. And this is, you know, a complete, you know, I think that should be that's something worth fighting for. That's worth destroying, you know, cities worth, you know, having all these protests, all these riots, you know, because you're given these rights and you're not getting them. Whereas, you know, this type of you know, violence is just, I don't know, I don't know a better word for it, but just stupid. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, what it does or how it's even going to, like, impact anything. I don't see any positive, you know, benefit besides, you know, postponing, um, you know, the votes in Congress. Um, It's just, I don't, I think it's just kind of was a waste of time and was just pretty much idiotic, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you're dealing with idiots. I mean, exactly. exactly. Dealing with is idiots because they, you know, there are some things that, you know, people have can have one opinion on or the other. But facts are facts. You're not entitled to your own facts. A fact is a fact. Right. And so there is fact, you know, 62 or more different um, um, times that Trump has tried to bring, you know, voter fraud to the courts and he's been shot down every time, you know, there's no, there's, there's no voter fraud. There's no machines that were messed with. There's just the fact that people were tired of Trump and his administration and they wanted something different. And that a multitude of black people and um, people of color came out in these districts that really 
um, put Biden over the top with, um, from the Electoral College. Those were from black districts, um, Pennsylvania and, and in Georgia and all these, the, those states. The one I'm surprised about is Arizona. I'm shocked about, I was shocked about Arizona because Arizona has traditionally been a Republican state. They've, uh, they've had Republican governors. They've had, you know, the racist police and sheriff judge Joe, or I mean, judge um, Sheriff Joe Arpaio for years in there. Um, I lived in Arizona, so I know it's an extremely racist state. Um, and so, um, I was, I was really, really happily surprised that it turned like it did. Um, so yeah, when Biden flipped those States, you know, it just, the facts are the facts. He flipped the States. People were tired of it. You have, you have people who are tired of what's going on in this country. And, 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 and we are now an embarrassment really, to the world. America is just a third world country with a Gucci belt. That's what everybody keeps saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, we're, we're an embar- we are supposed to be the leaders of the free democratic world. And, you know, like they're saying on the news, can you imagine how China's looking at us? They're just looking at us like cracking up laughing and Russia, like, this is this is your democracy. Okay. You have everything under control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really? You know. So, yeah, but there's the, these idiots believe what Trump says instead of re, really researching and understanding what went on and looking at the facts. They're just like, "Yeah, Trump. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, "You are just a bunch of idiots. You are so stupid." He just, just fuels ignorance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were pro- they're already ignorant. So. <laughs> I think it showed like what's going to hypocr- fuel it too much. <laughs> what Gabe? I'm sorry. Like it kind of showed it's kind of hypocritical, like all these people saying blue lives matter, or like respecting police or wanting to respect the law, like laws, you know, above everything, we gotta respect these laws. And then you just go ahead, you know, police are telling you, stop, stop, don't come in here. And you just go ahead. You don't care about these people at all. You're not even, you know, recognizing the law. You're only doing what you care about. And, you know, they're pretty much giving, you know, Black Lives Matter all this crap for doing, you know, the exact same thing, um, you know, that they're doing. It's just, I don't know. It's just really, I just get, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. And they don't, they don't really care because you see what happened when they, marched, you know, they had the peaceful march on the Capitol and then tear gas and rubber bullets and stuff just to mm. get Trump across the street holding a Bible in front of a church. Oh, yeah. He is. He doesn't even attend that church. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And on top of that, he lied to them. He was like, we're going to go to the Capitol. I'm going to march with you guys. He was nowhere to be seen. He just went to a viewing party. And and they're still following him. I was just like, he lies to you guys constantly. And you guys still follow him. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I was cracking up. I'm like, well. uh, 
And then what was funny to me was um, on Twitter, that woman who got shot, they were like, say her name. And people were like, say her name was reserved for black women only, first of all. And then they were like, why didn't she just comply? Why didn't she listen to the police? Like the same thing that they say to like Black Lives Matter. Um, the Black Lives Matter protesters. I was like, exactly. Now you guys don't like it now that the tables are turned. And then there was like people stomping on the um, Blue Lives Matter flags. And it was like their own people who had brought those flags because the police were against what they were doing. Well, not yeah, all police, because some of them were within compliance of letting them in. Yeah, and but there were police officers there that were on their side that were taking selfies with them and letting them pass through stuff and opening up the barricades for them. Exactly. Saw, There's a uh, oh, go ahead, Joy. Sorry. I just saw a police officer that was like waving people in. That's when I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was also a police officer who got um, completely beat up by these people and he was a Trump supporter himself. And they were just like beating the crap out of him, like. And they later they found out that oh, he actually supports Trump and supports everything. So these, I don't know. He was just doing. He might have been a Trump supporter, but he was probably just doing his job. Like yeah. Trump ain't paying my bills. I gotta work, and this is my job, you know. And you know, because not all Trump supporters are bad or ignorant or idiotic. That's you know, where I have to go. That's I mean, where I still supporting them, you might be an idiot now, mm. but you know, <laughs> but but you know, not all Trump supporters are like that, and so he was just probably doing his job. What are they going to do? Oh, sorry, dude, you beat your ass. Oh, you're a Trump supporter. Oh, yeah, no. it's just no. they're just out of control and ridiculous and irrational. I completely disagree. At this point, if you're still a Trump supporter, you are an idiot. There's there's no point in it just being it's just politics now. Now it's yeah. not just politics. You're mm -hmm. talking about human lives, you're talking about pure ignorance, pure hatred, white supremacy. And a lot of people were like, it's not the 1960s, and I was like, it doesn't look any different to me. Like nope. It looks the same. This is exactly what, like, imagine if Martin Luther King were to see this. Like, yeah. that would have been, we would have been like, it didn't change. Nothing changed. Now there's just laws and they just hide behind it a lot more better. But shoot, I, I lived through the 60s and I can tell you ain't nothing changed. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could think Trump for is that a lot of people were like, racism doesn't exist anymore. There is no systematic racism that was all abolished and all that stuff. But Trump really brought it out of people. He really showed that we yeah. still are a very heavily racist nation. It's just like in Brazil when they quote unquote abolished racism. You can't just abolish something on a book of policies and law laws and abolish it, that doesn't work. There's certainly laws in place against um, certain, you know, certain aspects that that is one thing that has changed. It just hasn't changed people's mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the onset of it was with Obama when Obama was elected, you know, and so it just really came out with Trump. Of course, he stirred up everything to bring it out. So 
what's funny is that Trump created a bunch of laws against like protesting and um, what's it called destroying public or federal property and it places like heavily heavily like heavy jail sentences and now it's like all the tables have turned because that's all his people like they're all getting heavy jail sentences about um storming the capitol yeah because they really tore it up in there they really did i saw that they left feces on the wall (sighs) yeah i don't i don't understand like you just have to be grimy at that point like you just have to be dirty dirty as hell to be able to do something like that Mm -hmm. that's just nasty wow but we did have our own little uh storming here in washington (laughs) (laughs) i think that was more um i saw that there was a huge fence around it so they didn't get in but there was still a huge rally out here and that was it wasn't that shocking to me since it's in olympia but and i know lots of racist people live out there but at the same time it's like jill was saying the other day everyone thinks that washington isn't racist when oh yeah washington is hella racist yeah but i mean if you're if you're if you're white you know you sometimes you can't see that if you don't if you don't engage with people that are um if if your life is just living in a white neighborhood and all your friends are white and you never engage with any any black people or other people of color they're not your close friends you don't work with them you don't get into their lives you don't um see what goes on around them if you're that kind of white person, then it doesn't affect you. So if it doesn't affect you, you don't think anything's wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you when you say Washington's racist, what do you mean by that? So like um, governmental policies or the people in Washington, like Washington, the state, that's a I mean, racist. That's a yeah. so what makes what makes Washington? Why do you say? Washington's racism. The racism here isn't in your face. It's it's covert. So you can you can you can find loopholes and get around anything um, that is supposed supposed to be a law or a policy to stop racism or discrimination. But you can always get around that. That's what Washington. A lot of people in Washington do and. A lot of people in Washington don't think they're racist, and they are because they they think they're liberal. They live in a quote unquote liberal state, but if you are black or a person of color, and you sit down and are in these are in groups, might be your employment, might be um, a um, a committee you serve on, might be at the grocery store. <laughs> might be at the daycare, wherever, you experience racism on a very high level and it's very covert. If if you're in the South, they just straight up tell you they don't like you. Mm-hmm. Then I know where I stand. In Washington, it's smile in your face, stab mm. in the back. Yeah. That kind of reminds me when we went to Cactus. That, or I'm sorry, that one restaurant. <laughs> I don't know what I'm about. <laughs> them out. Oh, what happened the, in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like exactly, Gabe. That's exactly what I'm talking about. 
you know, these, these things happen behind closed doors and under breath and uh, outside of your premise, you know, and outside of your person, and then they affect you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very, very under the radar. One you thing know. you can see is like how the hilltop is getting taken over by lots of um, white families moving from Seattle to Tacoma, and they're pushing all the people in North Tacoma over to South Tacoma, and North Tacoma is becoming very white and there's lots of brand new businesses and there's lots of business grants and all that stuff and them gentrifying Tacoma that's just another way of systematic racism because a lot of those black people couldn't buy that property or couldn't afford to make that landscape a lot more better but as soon as these white people start asking for the business grants or business loans they automatically get them yeah there's all that discrimination and racism in banking and 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 loans and stuff i mean we've known this for years you know for decades um and so yeah it's the our favorite little place we go down the street from my house um you oh, know yeah 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 we were sitting there one night were you there joy i don't think you were one of our little happy hours and it was during Halloween, and they had a noose hanging over the oh, door. Yeah, I wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, and and we walked in. We we're like, "What the hell is this?" And we called the manager over, and he said, "Oh, we we do that every year. It's just for the ghosts, and because it's Halloween, and you know, like uh, hanging a witch." And they had this made-up um, ghost and witch in the corner behind the door you know, that they said they put up there as, you know, because it's their Halloween decorations. And we had to explain to them, dude, do you realize that the hilltop is a historically black neighborhood and you have black people living here and we're black in your establishment. And that is extremely offensive. You know, a noose hanging there. And he didn't, and he didn't get, he goes, oh no, oh no, I didn't, I didn't understand that. I didn't realize it. And he got, he got a ladder and he took it down. He did. He took it down. But the two of the white waitresses were like, why should we have to do, you could hear them. Why should we have to do that? That's part of our decorations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? you, you'd rather entertain yourself in all your white privilege. And it's our Halloween and it's our, and that's part of our decorations. <laughs> Well, you are entertaining yourself at the at, at the at, at the you know at don't even get me started on that no, I call out their name and I don't want to do it but but I mean you know yes oh so it's just entertainment for you but you do realize that that is offensive to black people and this is an, a historically black neighborhood and black people come in this establishment eat your food, drink your drinks, and give you tips. Mm -hmm. It's just entertainment for you. And that is the ultimate white privilege. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you didn't say anything, because I know Jill usually would have been like, excuse me, like, and <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs> embarrass them. Oh, I did. Because the, the place was packed. And I said it loud enough. And it was when I was sitting in our corner seat by the window, too. So I know it reverberated off the glass back. To the glass. <laughs>
I love I love when Jill goes out and makes people uncomfortable like that. It's the oh, best. I, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. And I think that it depends like there is a difference between an ally who you correct and they're like, oh, I didn't know that. They go and they research and they do their research and they're like, I didn't know that. And they make a public apology and they go out and educate their friends and they correct people who do that the next time. Then a person who's like, I don't understand why. And they're like offended by the correction. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't have a problem with the manager after that happened. The problem was with the two waitresses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave them a tip. Here's a tip. Go out and educate yourself, you ignorant ass. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> tip. Um, and, and, and on your receipt. No, here's a tip, a real tip for you, lady. Because you, heard, I could hear them. I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Especially yeah. those people at like the liberal schools who still are like, yeah, I went to an African-American course study and then they still don't understand like microaggressions or the things yeah. that they do. Like my roommates, I'm going to say that there's lots of like little microaggressions that I would be like, yeah, you guys can't say that. They wanted to celebrate Juneteenth. And I was like, you, this isn't something for you guys to sit here and celebrate. They're like, can we celebrate Juneteenth with you? Like it was something cute. I was like. Yeah. Without re- <laughs> without even sitting down and asking you and trying to understand what is Juneteenth and why, why is it celebrated and what happened and, 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 and really getting into it. It's just, it's a party. Let's celebrate. You know, exactly. like something like really cute and liberal. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that, like, um, even though Biden got voted in, that doesn't end systematic racism. And lots of, um, I'm going to say, like, lots of little liberal girls were, like, celebrating. And I was like, that still doesn't help end systematic racism for us. Even with Kamala as vice president, that doesn't help nobody. Well, it does well, not help well, us at all. Exactly, which is actually a prime example. And what's worse is, you have liberals around here thinking just because they're liberal, they're not racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I, I saw something interesting on Twitter and it was like, Get Out was actually made about white liberals. It wasn't made about white supremacists. Oh, the movie Get Out? <laughs> yeah. And that's what shocked me. I was like, wow, I never even looked at it like that. But it is like a lot of these white liberals will hide behind I'm liberal. So I'm for everything. I'm against racism when they still would rather one be in our bodies, like have all the benefits of being a black woman without being a black woman. And to me, it was just shocking to just like actually look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother show, Joy. (laughs) that is like that topic down (laughs) i will i will Um, so another thing that happened i think this took place this took place in soho new york and it was at a hotel where this woman was accusing this 14 year old black boy who had just entered the hotel um 
who had just come down the stairs of the hotel because her phone was missing. And she accused him of stealing her phone. And um, his father was there with him. And he's like, this is his phone. You don't think other people have iPhones? And then the hotel manager immediately went onto the girl's side and was like, give us your phone, give us your phone. And the father was like, no, she could easily do find my iPhone. And she refused to do it. And so when he started walking away, she attacked him. Little did she know that the boy's mother was a saxophonist for Beyonce and the father is a Grammy winning um, trombone player. Yeah. And uh, she went on to the Gale show and I sent you guys that article. I just want to know, know how you guys felt about it. <laughs> it seemed like where she still doesn't think, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, everyone's making a big deal of it. And I didn't even do anything wrong. I just wanted my phone back. <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, you poor thing. I think Gabe's the only person who didn't see it, but he immediately sent me a text message like, she's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was crazy because she was even telling Gail, like, uh, enough. I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wanted to jump out my camera like and pound her. And she's like, it wasn't anything racist because I'm a woman of color. And I was like, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, okay. That no. doesn't make it not racist, lady. Exactly. Another idiot on the planet. And she wore the hat that she wore to the um to her interview, her lawyer tried to tell her to take it off and she refused to listen. Like that interview just made her look even worse it would have been like listen I was ignorant I'm stupid like I shouldn't have attacked that 14 year old boy she was like he's 14 I'm 22 we're both young <laughs> I don't I don't know why it's so hard for people just to like admit you're wrong like sometimes you're so deep and you don't you like you're wrong and at some point yeah. you just gotta like admit it like why keep just keep going and keep going and just digging yourself you know away deeper hole when you could just be like yeah that's my bad i was you know totally wrong and i just don't yeah. understand why like you can't just it's okay to be like wrong it's you made a mistake just own up to it i think it's the embarrassment because i just did something this week that um i got proven wrong and i had to keep going with it because it was angry. <laughs> 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 I accused her of stealing my my block, the one that has the high power charger. <laughs> Granny, that is not yours. I did not take your block. This one's mine. And I said, no, it's not. And then she goes, mine has my initial on it. And it did. And so then I was like, well, where's mine? You had it and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Granny, I am. We got into it, right? <laughs> So then, and so then I found it. And what had happened was I hid it from her so she wouldn't take it and then take it home. And then I found it in the middle of the argument, but I actually <laughs> <laughs> should have tackled her. Oh. And so, and I, like I didn't find it. I was like, wait a minute. I got to keep this going. You, you know. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> I'll do that sometimes. I'll, uh, yeah. Like yeah, if I, I'm in an if I'm in an argument with somebody, and like I at some point there's like that point where you realize, oh, I'm probably wrong, but then yeah. you like, just have to keep going, like <laughs> yeah. just keep it up. And, 
Why do we do that as human beings? I mean, pride, my dear. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you. That is the total answer. I and probably was, don't. Oh, sorry, Jill. Oh no, I'm just gonna say, and it was an eight-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't reach that point until after the argument, and I'm like, what could I have said better? And then it's like, oh no, you were wrong the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think Joy, yeah, Joy, you like suffer from that a lot. Like we'll be just having arguments. Me? Just me. Out of everybody in our in our office, out of everybody, when we're having arguments, usually I'm right and you just won't admit it's that you're not, wrong. It's not no, Gabe. No, no, you're not usually say, right. You're not I have usually to say, right. One time, Joy did that, and then um, there were like three or four fails against Gabe, and then. Joy, you must have racked your brain because you came up with a good one. And then I was like, oh, okay, now what? Because that is. <laughs> I will go the distance. I will go the extra miles. I learned it from my mom because my mom, till this day, I'll like, she, like one time she yelled at me because I was like, oh, mom, I got an A on my orchestra thing because I was like really struggling with playing the violin. And this is when I got like graded for it. And she misheard me and she thought that I said E. And she was like, how could you be so dumb that you get an E? That's like past F. And I was like, mom, I said A. And then she's like, oh. Okay, go go set the kitchen table. I was like, <laughs> like, I, but for her, I honestly don't think it was pride. I think it was ignorance and stupidity. Like, cause she had she hired a lawyer to prepare her, like wow. with the sentence and everything. Like what she should have said, she could have easily been like. It was literally my bad. I could have just went to the hotel and waited for the phone, but no, I had to attack a 14-year-old boy. But she, the whole entire way she went about it was just classless. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Well, I think Beverly is very correct. It is pride. But I, but I want you to know, Beverly, I did lower my pride three days later and called my granddaughter and told her what happened. And uh-huh. then, she said, I told you, and she hung up on me. <laughs> she should have. She should have. Okay. I, I just couldn't keep the lie in going anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's, that's people. People are just, you know, she she's really was in the wrong, though, when she lunged at the boy. Really was, in the wrong. Yeah. And, and then, then she's like, did you see the dad attacked me too? Well, that's what any parent's going to do when you're attacking their child. Exactly. Yeah, I, know. I know. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. She said that. I was like, oh gosh, you're dumber than we thought. And you're an adult. Hello. I know. Or supposedly. Yeah. Right. And in the, in the end, it's like a phone, like all that stuff is, you know, replaceable. And it's, I just don't see like, why you have to go to that extreme just because you lost your phone yeah that's crazy me yeah i don't understand either because i've my phone has been stolen multiple times Mm -hmm. and i literally just put on find my iphone i will look for it for a good two three four hours if i don't find it i'm like okay whatever i'll just get a new one that's why i keep insurance on everything like i understand it sucks but to the point that like they discovered the phone in an Uber and Gail asked her like, oh, they discovered it in an Uber later on. And she's like, they did not discover it in an Uber. The um, hotel manager returned it to me. 
like, like at this point you're just stupid like there's there's nothing else nothing more nothing less than pure stupidity coming out of her mouth i know she's one of those kinds of people you're just like next (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to talk to you anymore you just aren't worth talking to honestly but they're pressing charges they are she has like five charges against her yeah that's how many i heard was five yeah. yeah. Her career is over. She didn't have a career to begin with. <laughs> She's not going to have one to start with. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because yeah. like now if, everyone's going to know who she is. That's why I'm wondering, like, why would you go on the news mm-hmm. and do that when you know that, like, future employers probably could just look your name up and they're going to see all these articles. They're going to watch that video. Like, who's going to hire a person that's like like that? she's gonna have to start her own business and be her own boss because nobody else is going to no but even if she starts her own business she would have to start it in someone else's name and she would have to be behind behind the scenes like her name could be on any public record of anything because i don't support that business i wouldn't either i wouldn't care what she what products she came out with i'd be like nah Mm -mm. money in her pocket you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. Consequences are about to be mad stupid. Yeah. I wonder what her parents think. That's what I would like to know. Like, I wonder oh. what her parents are just like, what's going on through their minds. Like, oh my God, I'd be so embarrassed if that was my daughter. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hey, heck, you know. Yeah, I would be very embarrassed. Are your friends would I mean- be. Isn't that your daughter? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't her. No. Is, is that part of your responsibility as a parent, though, to raise your kid right and not have them be like that? Or where does that responsibility lie? I think a lot of stuff like that starts from home. Does that, yeah. Oh, I was going to say that type of behavior is usually nurtured. It's usually accepted. There usually are no consequences behind it. And that's mm-hmm. when you got into the adult world and you're like, I can still act like this because one, I never got any type of consequence behind it. Now she's having a big consequence. Or it's been encouraged. That's what I was getting to, Jill, or who knows, one or both parents could act like that and condole that kind of behavior. Yeah. It usually, but here's my thing. My kids have stuff about them I don't like. Just mm-hmm. like there's stuff about me they don't like. But when you're an adult, you're responsible. You, you, you know, you're not, you don't live in a vacuum. You don't live on an island by yourself. You see all these things around you. And you know, you you know, unless unless you've got some sort of, you know, mental health issue or, um, um, debilitating something, I don't know, but for by and large, you know, right from wrong, and so it is your responsibility to act accordingly. There's plenty of there's plenty of um, young people out here that have racist parents that do everything they can not to be racist. Right. Don't want to be like their parents is just an example, right? So you're an adult. She's an adult. She's 22 years old. <clears throat> irresponsible for your own behavior at that point. And so doesn't really matter 
I mean, it does matter what her parents did or didn't do to prepare her for the world. But at that point, come on, little girl, you know better. That's true. I wonder if her lawyer dropped her. Would you drop, Jill's our legal advocate, would you drop her as a client if she did that? (laughs) I sure would. I'd be writing that motion up to the court right now. I'm sorry. She was like shaking her head on TV. It was entertaining, but shocking. Cause usually a bunch of these like Karens that you see out in the wild, when they get caught, they're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I, I, I'm not racist. That's not something I would ever do. Like they go out there to defend themselves and to clean up their name. They still get the consequences though when they lose their jobs and et cetera. But this girl literally yeah. didn't care. She went on there and she was all like, NF. That's yeah. Funny. And then did you see her hat? It said daddy on it. Oh, that's mm. actually to promote her podcast. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> What an idiot. But yeah, I wouldn't, I, I, after that interview, I, I'd be like, honey, you know, I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go file a motion with the court to, <laughs> as, 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 um, your attorney, I'm just going to have to do it. I, I wish you all the luck in the world. You know, if you need some referrals, I don't have any for you. Cause I don't know anybody who would want to be associated. <laughs> with luck with that. <laughs> Yeah, like, I have no resources for you at the time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but... I'd get rid of myself. Mm-mm. Um, speaking of entrepreneurship, uh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going with this. Well, here we go. <laughs> so this week, when we were coming up with confabulation topics, um, Miss Beverly and Jill were introduced to OnlyFans. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they didn't know what it was. Jill still calls it Only Play. <laughs> We had no clue what it was. And when we were describing it to them, they were shocked. And I sent them an article and a couple of um, YouTube videos on it. So I want to get their reaction. Just going too far. I mean, come on. Can you not do anything better with your life than, you know, the, the propagation of your own body to make money however way it goes I, it's just you, you know when they started cracking down on these porn sites you know like that left a lot of people because that was their living in 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 a bind you know and so they just found a way to get around it and now they're in charge of their own um i mean you know you're right joy they're in charge of their own bodies they're in charge of you know, they don't need the middleman anymore. Um, it, if that's the industry they're going to be in, that it's less, um, you know, it's more money for them to put. Because when you get rid of the middleman, that's a lot of money to put into your pocket. Because imagine the money you spend on advertising and paying fees and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's just come on at some point, at some point, can you not do something else with your life? There's all these options out here. Uh, and, and this is what you choose to do. 
I, I'm just sorry. But why do you care what other people do with their lives? Because in the long run, Gabe, these people have influence on other people, i.e. their children. <laughs> and, you know, when you start, when you start um, having children around certain environments, they don't know how to process it. They don't understand it. And I'm assuming that since you're not going out to hotels or brothels or wherever anymore, really, you're sitting in your home. What? They still have them. They still have them. Yep. <laughs> you know, then you're sitting in your home conducting your business. And if you have children around that, they pick up things, but they don't know how to process it. And then that, that negatively affects a younger generation. And in fact, two generations, because most of these people who are doing it are young um, and they don't really understand the consequences of what they're doing. So it affects us all in the long run because I'm getting old. And, and this is a portion of a generation that's coming up that is going to be voting and creating laws and living, living um, and, 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 and their consumers and living their lives. And then, you know, it's like the butterfly effect, Gabe. <laughs> Everything you do affects someone else. And then that person who's affected affects someone else and they affect someone else. And it's just not a pretty picture to paint. And, you know, I've known lots and lots and I can't count on my 10 fingers and 10 toes, how many people I've known in various parts of the sex industry and they have all come to their demise and their children are all messed up. Uh, I I definitely have to disagree with you, Jill. Miss um, oh. <laughs> Beverly's giving me the stink eye. I I personally believe that a lot of women who have been controlled by the porn industry they don't get the amount of money that they were making or deserve for putting their bodies in like. Um, working under that company. They weren't getting the amount of money that a lot of these companies were making and profiting from them. So by them taking back that control with their own bodies and deciding this is something I want to continue to do, this is um, my, bo my body, my brand, and this is my choice. I think we take that away from men in a sense. Like we give females these views on sex and how it should be totally kept hush hush and silenced and your body needs to be this way and your body needs to be that way and you should only keep it in the cloth like you should keep things like that under wraps I don't think that's what needs to exist around the sex industry and if a woman chooses to be I want to be a sex like a sex worker then that's her choice and I think that should yeah, be something I, I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> that's not what I disagree with you about because I have seen that in in the sex industry so I I, I don't disagree with you about that my my issue is is that there are other ways in which to do something on this earth than having sex 
and selling your body in a sexual manner. But if it's making but you a hundred thousand dollars within that first month, and let's you know, the- joy. So let me. Can yeah, I? Really in. But you know the saying: all money isn't good money. Yep. And um, so we're so down on trafficking, and they're exploiting young girls, young women. And I hear what you're saying, but I'm I'm so with you, Jill. There are other ways to be creative and make money other yeah. than exploiting your body. E- exploiting, I just, I don't care. I don't know that it's generation gap or whatever, but I have granddaughters. Yeah. I have 14 and, and I guess I probably would uh, be... I would be just as livid to know that one of my granddaughters was was on this porn connection. I would be just as livid to know that um, someone got her and- My uh, granddaughter was on one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point, I guess, yeah, me and Beverly are trying to make is, is that there's nothing wrong with taking control of your own body. You just don't have to expose it to everybody on the planet and make money off of it. I don't find anything empowering in that. What I do find empowering is that, like you said, Joy, women taking control back of their own bodies. And I do agree that in the sex industry has been controlled by men forever. Yes, and that is a fact. I don't find that fair if that's what you choose to do. I have a a higher, more moralistic point that I would bet you money you wouldn't want your daughter doing that. Uh, Exactly. I bet you money Gabe wouldn't want his son or his daughter doing that. Oh, no. (laughs) No, there's no way. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, Gabe, but just one more point. Beverly's right. All this stuff we talk about, anti-trafficking and you know, um, all, all this abuse that goes on in the sex industry and trafficking, where do you think it comes from? It comes from mainly from the sex industry. That's, that's the tool that's used to traffic, you know? And so you can't be about one thing and then, and then say another, you have to look at it in a holistic kind of lens, but I know you wouldn't want your daughter getting on some sex site and sh- and making money off of it. I know this. Well, yeah, wouldn't. I I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't want my daughter doing it. And but why? Why? Why wouldn't because you want? Because I would want her to think of something else to do. But, but but the thing yeah. is though. But the thing is though is that if my daughter chose to do this, I wouldn't love her any less, and I wouldn't, oh. and I wouldn't be like, "Oh, you're nasty." Da 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 da. I would just ask her why. Like, what is your purpose? What is your reasoning for wanting to create this? I'd oh. have to. I'd want to have a healthy conversation around it and be like, "If it's for money, why don't we think of other ways?" But if this is something that she desperately wants to do, like at the end of the day, like you said, she she's gonna be an adult. I can't stop. Her. I wouldn't right. be able to stop her or um right. or my son from doing something like that. But right. at, but at the same time, I'm just 
my whole entire point around like women is I just don't want it to be like, cause a lot of the, um, the views and perspectives that we have on women and the way our bodies are controlled are because of the male gaze and because of the way males have told women, this is how we have to act. This is how we have to do stuff. This is how we have to like get a man. This is how we have to work. Like there's a lot of things that are downplayed about women. So women getting their money and getting their cash. Cause a lot of things that um, these women go on only fans to do, some of them go on there just to make like $200,000 so that they could start their own business. And then they quit. And a lot of times OnlyFans isn't just used to um, exploit sex, even though that's the main thing that it is used to, um, used to do. A lot of people go on there and they're like, this is how I do my makeup. This is an exclusive behind the scenes. Like there's a lot like Cardi B has an OnlyFans, but she does it so that people could see her backstage, like see her getting ready to do a music video. But a lot of it, yes, it's used for sex, but there's a different and totally opposite side of OnlyFans as well. Um, I'm just not going to be against sex workers because OnlyFans has brought about um, brought about like a lot of different movements. Like even in the Black Lives Matter movements, a lot of people on OnlyFans were like, if you sign this petition, I'll send you my link for free. I'll like, there's a lot of things that sex workers have done to help us. But I see how you're saying that it goes hand in hand with the sex trafficking. Well, not only that, but here's my thing too. Um, from what I can see, that's an excuse that they're using to promote a sec to promote us an app or a site or whatever to allow sex work this all this um oh i do my makeup and yeah okay well i can go anywhere and see someone do their makeup i don't have to go on there to do it i don't you know it is a way to to promote that site and that and and so that's kind of an excuse to me it, it it's just I, I, I'm not, I'm not going for that one because I know when people see something that they can capitalize on like Cardi B with the makeup thing, if she can capitalize on that, she will. I don't think she's sitting back going, thinking to herself, you know, this site really ain't something I'd be wanting, you know, I want to promote, but Hey, if I can capitalize on it by doing my makeup with my fans, I will. She doesn't have to use that side to do that. And she right. knows that's, that's an excuse for her. Mm-hmm. Capitalizing on other people's, um, other people's, I'll use ignorance because when we know better, we do better. And the other thing I have to say is I've known many, 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 many sex workers in all fields, in prostitution, in stripping and call girls. I've known them personally. Um, and so I know when people say, well, I'm only going to do this till I get X amount of money and then I'm going to quit. And they never do because fast money, which isn't good money, fast money is addicting. And so that's another, that's show me somebody on that site that has quit made made x amount of dollars and quit and went and opened a business i'm sure there there are some but i've been around the sex industry too long to know 
that that is not the norm. That is an anomaly because most sex workers do not do that. They'll say they're going to do it, but they don't. And the reason they don't, and you can go, you can go pick up, you can go ask any sex worker. The reason they don't is because that fast money is addicting and they know it's fast money and they know that they can't make that type of money that quickly with the least amount of effort and the least amount of time anywhere else on this earth. Well, wouldn't this site provide, so like stripping, for example, all strippers, whoever is stripping, they're pretty much lost all their income because of COVID because everything's closed. Wouldn't this provide a great alternative to having to work in a strip club or to having to feel the need to become a prostitute, whereas you can just be in your own home, take pictures or videos or whatever and make money that way rather than having to actually be a stripper in person or uh, go the length of having to feel like you need to become a prostitute um, because you need that fast money or addicted to fast money where you can just do it from your own home on your computer. Doesn't it's, that provide oh, a way better alternative? I think it's enabling Gabe because let's be real. If I'm, if I'm a stripper or a prostitute and my, my, my way of advertising myself to get that money shut down, maybe I need to do something else. But you know that this is a good time for me to go to school or get school isn't um, for everybody. And you know well, that half half of America is pretty much air in their head. It, like there's there's <laughs> yeah, not here's my and thing. like when you can if you don't have like you know maybe whatever the reason you don't have the resources to get an education or that's just not how you grew up or you were disadvantaged for some reason and you know you it's hard for you to like come up with other ways, would you rather make $10,000 working OnlyFans for a month, every month, or work at McDonald's full time and make $1,500? Okay, you had to pick well, let's use my son as an example. Sex is just, drugs are just like sex. It's fast money. He sold drugs for years and years and years. It was fast money. Uh-oh, then you went back, then you went to prison. Then you went back to prison. And this time when you got out, you knew you couldn't make that fast money because it just wasn't a healthy lifestyle for you. And you had a kid you had to take care of. So, no, he didn't go get a job at McDonald's. No, he didn't, you know, go to school. He went out and started really researching and doing what he had to do to make his own money because those are his choices. Because... When he first got out of prison, I told him, I said, you better do something because you can't be selling no drugs around here, right? And so he was like, I don't want to go to school. It's not for me. Okay, well, it's not for you. Then you better figure it out because you can't, you, you can't sell drugs anymore. So um, I, I told him too, before he really got started with his art and doing well with it. And I said, well, school may not be for you. But now you have put yourself in a position where your choices are limited. What are you going to do? Live out on the street? Because I got news for you. As the world turns, it's getting harder and harder to be able to support you, yourself when you have no education, no skill set, no certification of anything. Those are the people that are going to get left behind. And so if I'm sitting there going, well, school's not really for me, but uh-oh. I don't want to live on the streets. I don't want to get left behind. I better do something. Then you have to do something. 
But what is that something that you're providing? Whatever. I mean, you don't have to go get a bachelor's degree. Go get certified in something as a mechanic, as an esthetician, um, as a nurse. I don't know. Go to nursing school or go go be a dentalist. I don't know. But you better figure it out. But you have to think about where are those resources coming from? And even though OnlyFans is sex work, it's a safer form of sex work. Like some people just do it within their, like it's a husband and wife doing it, or it's a boyfriend and girlfriend doing it. They're not going out to, they're not strippers where they're having sex with random men or stripping for random men or putting themselves in that dangerous situation. They're just where, where, but now you're, now you're, now you're just talking geographical, right? Now I'm not out at the strip club or out on the street or in a hotel or at an escort agency. Now I'm at home. This is just geographical. At what point do you begin to realize that you're not young and pretty with this tight little body anymore that people want to look at Mm. and pay money for? So at what point in time, how many years are going to slip by before you realize that you have no skill sets by doing that type of work? I agree with Okay. I totally agree with you. It's it's not a sustainable career at all. It's not a sustainable think, yeah. career. So so at one think... point are you gonna realize that? Like, you know, okay, I'm not over here hooking on a corner, but, but also in my house. But you can't TV. lump lump everybody together. Like some people it's just a side hustle. They have maybe a career that they're pursuing, they're going to school or whatever. This is just a little money on the side. Like, why not? Maybe they are educated, they're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why not? Can I just do couple, this at the same time? Yeah, there was a paramedic who was doing um, OnlyFans. There's a couple of nurses. There's some people who have careers, who have degrees, who are doing it. But because we live in America where we don't get paid enough, they have to do this in order to support their their family. Okay, I don't have a problem with that per se because you're doing something else. You are creating a foundation for yourself that is sustainable once you can't do that anymore. It's the, and but that is not the majority of people on there doing that. You I can't went, say that because you just found out about it, Jim. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, you, don't, you can't say that. Like, yeah. I will, yeah. You, I will bet you money. I will bet you my next paycheck bet. that if you go out and create the, <laughs> and, and pull down the data on these sites if you get a hold of the data that is not the that is not the majority of people there's a lot of people who are in college and they're doing this like they're getting their education and they're going and they're creating an only fans but like, that's not the majority of people on there doing you you can't say that though joy i will bet you money i will bet you money it's not how much money yeah how much i will bet you Let's be realistic. I'll bet you. I'll bet you fifty bucks. It's not okay. Joy, okay, if we can look up these statistics and it's a real thing, Joy, do you agree? I agree. I agree. I'll look up the statistics. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll try. So, what's what's the bet? It's sex. It's the sex industry. You're net. You're always going to have a percentage of people that go to school or whatever. Um, and do it on the side to have. So you're saying it has to be a higher percentage of people going to school than not going to school or in a career field. Yeah. Because it's the sex industry, Joy. It's worldwide where they've shut down a lot of this stuff. 
mainly due to COVID. But before COVID came along, they they shut down um, Backpage um, like what a year before COVID. And all these all these women and men who used Backpage didn't have nowhere to go. They didn't have any way as a middle a middle person to advertise themselves. What about the people who are just selling feet or hand picks? All right, we're getting that's too deep, but I, I just want to know how she feels about that. I would <laughs> sell feet picks to anybody. Everyone <laughs> has their fetishes. There's a market for everything. There's even a market for for people who want to have sex with people like me and Beverly who are older. There's a market for everything. They're in the sex industry. There's a market and a fetish for everything. Everything. There's nothing that is off limits. So you're saying that anything sex related period is just not. I'm, I'm saying anything on that site. So just this site, not talking about other porn sites. No, if you can, if you can pull down the analytics and, and, and get the data on how many people on there say, oh, you know, I'm going to school and I'm doing this, or I have a nursing career, but I do this for extra money. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm bet, I will bet you money that that amount of people, there are, there is going to be a percentage of people like that. Yes, of course. But it will not override the percentage of people who are on there just to make money from anything sex re- sexually related. Okay, I'm going to find an article and some statistics and send them to you because I would like to disprove you. So- one thing that, actually, I'll make one more thing. One thing that I think is even dumber are the people that actually pay for it. Oh, yeah. You're, you're paying $10 a month when you can get all this stuff pretty much for free on another site. You're just wasting your money. So that's like, I would never <laughs> pay something that I could get for free somewhere else. So you're cheap as hell. <laughs> look, I'm look, smart. That's what it is. Listen, here's the rules too. You cannot just find some random article. Okay. No random article. Those, those statistics probably be- aren't, don't exist. Yeah, well, no, they probably do. The random articles probably do exist. It has to be concrete information derivative from the site itself because they're the only ones that have that information. And it, and it should be public knowledge since it's You're, okay, well, yeah. But how many, I doubt if you sign up for OnlyFans, they're going to be like, what is your career field? I think that's being too, I think, okay, how about, re, how about good resources like you, New York you, Times you or like reputable re, like resources? That is a reputable site that people know about. It's a public site. Do you not think they don't keep that type of data? They okay, I'll, I'll see. That I'll see if they data. do. Because because it's a marketing tool, they have to they have to any smart business owner is going to keep that type of data. I wonder if OnlyFans is on the stock market. <laughs> Buy some. <laughs> I would. I would honestly invest. There'd be, there'd be your first. There'd be your first clue if it's on the stock stock market and publicly traded. They keep all co- types of data. Okay. I mean, Instagram already knows everything about us. We don't that's even true. disclose it. They just know it. Well, that's yeah, true. they know what's going on. They know how many people are on there saying, hi, I'm 
Susie, I'm a nurse, but I use whatever to, to make extra money. Anybody bold enough to go online to have sex with themselves, other people <laughs> is going to be up there. Brema. No, but you know, this is just because I make extra money because I'm a nurse and I want to buy my kids Christmas presents next year, whatever, or I want to buy a house or whatever. They, those people are on there saying that because most people in the sex industry don't come right out and say, yeah, hi. Hi, Judy, what do you do for a living? I'm a prostitute, what do you do? It's not like that. That doesn't, people don't do that. They and they're not people. publicly traded. Oh, I mean, people don't come out you know, I go to a baby shower where I know maybe three people and the rest of the people I don't know. You start conversating. Hi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a teacher and I, oh, I work, I'm a social worker and oh, oh, oh so where do you work? What do you do? I'm a hoe. And I work <laughs> no. You're defining it as a hoe. No. <laughs> I'm just no. saying. Joy. No. People don't in the sex industry don't do that by and large they don't go out in public and advertise they'll go online and do it but they're not going to you know i'm going over my stepmom's house for thanksgiving dinner and i know three people there and the rest because it's not a societal norm and i don't and i don't think and that's why they don't do it but you give them a platform where they can make themselves look you know at least a little bit good in society's eyes and they'll do it because they do not want the stigma, the whole stigma. They want something that can be justifiable. But the stigma was created by the patriarchy and you're feeding into the patriarchy. I'm not. You are by saying that there is. No, I'm not, Joy. I am telling you the reality of the sex industry. Yes, that's the reality that was created by the patriarchy. Well, and the sex industry here is a lot different than it's going to be like in Europe or Germany or Amsterdam or something like that. Like they don't don't look down on it over there. Like it's just a normal way of life. You can go to Amsterdam, go to the red light district, walk down the street, and there's windows, and they're advertising in windows. Shopping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why is it such a bad stigma over here in America? Because we're the Puritans. Like, yeah. We're the Puritans, Joy. This is a Christian-based country. I don't care how you look at it, how you slice it and dice it. It will always be a Christian-based country and Christian-based morals and 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 feel and theoretical um, dogma here is king, and this is why the problem with it is it's hypocritical. Exactly, there is prostitutes. There's your, in the re- Bible. There's your real problem. Jesus it's- loved the prostitutes in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, what about that? <laughs> How many Christians do you know rolling around here even care about Jesus' love and act like it? Not very many. I, I do. I love the prostitutes. I know. You're one of the people on the hand I can count. This no, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. No, well, you, I don't don't love, you don't love the prostitutes, Miss Beverly? I do. That's what I'm saying. She said you're one that you oh. can it's not, it's not the person. No. So I beg to differ with you, Jill. It's not the person. It's the act. 
that they don't love? Well, when I run into people that call themselves Christians and they act so unchristian like towards people, I don't then I don't you call yourself one thing and you act another way, then you aren't what you say you are. There's a lot of, I don't like a lot of Christians because they give a bad name to who Jesus really is. But now we're going into a whole entire other topic. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another. But my point of that is, is that you live in a Christian based society and it's hypocritical. So, so that is why this is, this is a stigma here. Right. And it's not, and then Christian based societies are always male dominated exactly that's mm-hmm. why i'm saying that it's the patriarchy at the end of the day it's all about the patriarchy but um i guess this topic all of well especially only fans has opened up a bunch of other topics that we will be addressing i think this is like the second time me and jill have ever been against each other <laughs> it's usually like me and jill against gabe <laughs> and i'm not against what you're saying you make really good points i'm not against it i just happen to have had a lot of experience with the sex industry you just have a different perspective that's all it is and And it's not it's not right or wrong it's just a different it's just different a different perspective i'm just saying that i've known a lot of people tons of people in the sex industry and some of them are good friends Uh, and i i know what it does i know how debilitating it is i know what happens when they have children and they still sit in that industry i know what they say about i'm only doing okay um and i know what it does to their self-esteem i know what it does to their um lack of to their drive there's a lack of drive because of the fast money i know what it does to them and I've seen it in person. So I'm just saying, that's why I'm against it. And, and, and to me, morally, it doesn't serve any purpose. Well, uh, like I said, I'm gonna respect everyone's opinions here because we all have different perspectives, like Gabe was just saying. And maybe there's things that, there's some points that Jill did bring up that I totally respect about the skill sets and stuff, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna look up those articles, okay? I want my fifty dollars. Actual <laughs> figures, Joy. Get okay, I will. I'll, I'll look up numbers, statistics, and all that. I'll find all I have it. to do is don't really worry, Joy. I got you. I'll go That's all you really have to do, and and look, ask them if they are publicly traded. You can look up anything about them. They're all not them. publicly trading. They're did not a public have company. You got a did you look it up, Miss Beverly? I looked it up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are not okay. publicly, and I looked in. Would you books. accept? Okay, I, I'll look up some. Will we'll you accept reputable resources? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I like them, like them themselves, or uh, or or science, the scientific data. Okay, That's I'll split the fifty with Gabe because he's gonna help me. Because I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to tell everybody on confabulation, too. 
<laughs> okay. So why do Why do you need to prove her wrong? Because I just want. I just don't. I don't like the negative um, side of saying that a lot of these people don't want to get out of this industry. Even though you've been in the industry for so long. You know what, though? It's not. I think that with a lot of addictive things, because sometimes people are addicted to money. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't want to get out. Like she said, fast money is becomes to people good. You know, like, oh, my God, I could do this this quick. I can make this much this quick. I'm not giving this up. But in their mind, they're saying, I can give it up when I get ready. That's just like a person addicted to drugs. I can do one hit. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. I can do a hit and be done with it. I can quit anytime I want. Sex, money, and drugs are very addictive. And it's not a thing that they may, that they want to be or not. It's It's a thing where they can't give it up because it feels good. Yeah. And they can do anything. They can go anywhere, buy anything. They have a power in your rights to, to. So there's a different, there's different levels of power here. So this woman has taken control over her own body. The male doesn't, he's not dominating her body or her purse strings. Mm. He may want to give it up, but the love for the love of money. So it, it probably depends on the individual too. Yeah, it probably does. Yes. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, I have three friends that one of them was in school with me, you know, she, that's what she did. That's how she paid for school. She wasn't doing financial aid like me. We're close friends. I've known her for since I was at TCC. She's a good friend of mine, um, but she is an exception to the rule. But even after she got what she wanted, her house, her car, her daughter in a private school, she still didn't stop. The only reason she stopped is because she got sick and she had to. Mm-hmm. Well. This was a very interesting confabulation, I will definitely say. There's a lot that I took away from, and um, I can't wait for the next hot topic because, especially with Miss Beverly on, I feel like this just adds a new perspective, which I'm excited to see. And I want to welcome you guys into 2021, even though it's no different than 2020. And um, thank you for joining us on another episode of Confabulation. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.